Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Bring in a person that can share some light on this. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot, Browns Beat reporter uh, from Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, how you doing? I'm doing great, Garrett. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. I, I just heard, you know, I heard somebody say that the Browns got two number one receivers and two number two receivers. Has Donovan Peoples-Jones made that type of impression on a, uh, on you? Well, he has so far in camp. Yes, he really has. Uh, but the true test, the absolute true test comes when you put the, the pads on and you get into some preseason games and some regular season games and, and you start to produce in against big-time competition. So I think, it's, I, I think the potential is absolutely 100% there. Uh, but I think, you know, we just want to proceed with a little bit of caution and make sure that it translates to the games. I expect that it will, uh, but that's just the next step. Uh, you, you, well, I, you know, I kind of was looking at some stuff, and this was the progression. I was laughing and joking with somebody the other day, and I said, man, Rashard Higgins is the number three receiver every single year. At the end of the year, Rashard Higgins steps up. He's big. We're like, man, this is going to be the year for Rashard Higgins. He's going to step up. And then something happens in camp where it's kind of like, well, Rashard Higgins was the three receiver. He Maybe he might be kind of four or five. Who has the inside track on that position at this moment? Um, we've heard a lot about Donovan Peoples-Jones. We haven't heard as, as much about um, Hollywood Higgins, but um, we know he can make plays, and we know he has a nice rapport with Baker Mayfield. Who? What do you think um, you, you're going to see from him, and who has the advantage at this point? Well, I would say that right at this moment, Donovan Peoples-Jones has the edge because of the outstanding training camp that he has had. Uh, and one of the reasons why he's gotten so many reps is because some of the other guys have been injured. Rashard Higgins rolled his ankle early on in camp, and he's been set back by that. Now he's heating back up again, and he's starting to look pretty good, uh, but he was kind of limited with that. Then you don't have any Odell Beckham Jr. in team drills whatsoever yet, and Anthony Schwartz is bothered by the hamstring injury uh, that he first suffered in, in rookie camp or early on in the OTAs. So you've got three key guys that have not been able to practice. It's given rise to Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then even a guy like Jamarcus Bradley has made, made a name for himself in training camp because he's getting so many reps. So, you know, right now I would have to say that Donovan Peoples-Jones has the inside track, uh, and I expect that it will probably hold up that way. But, you know, as we know from year to year, you can never really count out Rashard Higgins. 
you know, Mary Kay, let me ask you this question. We, we've been talking about this a little earlier. Uh, are there any people on your blacklist, so to speak? Are there any people that you would just say, nah, I, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit them down. They're going to have to sit this one out um, for, the, for the whole preseason. You know, maybe they're not as, as injured as we, as we think they are. Maybe it's precautionary uh, situations. Is there a list of people that you would just say, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to risk it? Well, there are a lot of people on that list for me. Uh, I, I would play the starters very, very sparingly, if at all, during the preseason. They went 11-5 and five and to the AFC Divisional round last year without playing a preseason game. So they have good data that tells them that good, strong, efficient, quality practices can get the job done for them in preseason. They also have a couple of practices coming up against the Giants, which, by the way, I'm not big on those joint, joint practices because I think it lends itself – to fighting in the COVID era. I think it lends itself to positive COVID tests, perhaps. And I also think it, it just lends itself to injuries. And so, you know, I feel like I'm surprised. I've talked to players over the years, and they don't like those joint practices. Most of them don't, but for some reason they weren't able to legislate them out in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that goes. There's so many injured Browns right now. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me to do that. But Nevertheless, they are going forward with that. But I would put Odell Beckham Jr. on the no preseason games list. Uh, I for sure would put Grant Delpit on that list. Uh, th- there are other guys, but you know those are those are for sure too that I, I wouldn't put them in for a rep at all. Talking to Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, and of course uh, she's the Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com. And you know I, I don't like those I don't like those uh, joint practices either. Um, actually, I, I think the joint practices are uh, a little more uh, heated and a little more dangerous sometimes in preseason games. I mean, you got guys that are out there trying to prove stuff. You got guys out there they're doing the Freddie Kitchens uh, the camp. I think they went to either it was Buffalo or Indianapolis, whatever the case may be. Um, and they were, I think it was one of those two teams. And the guys are fighting and doing different things. I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, you know, if you can get some reps and get some practice, I, I, I guess, but I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, talking about uh, some of the people that will get some of the reps, um, I, I, I threw this question out there earlier. Uh, you know, who has the most proof? Uh, and, and it came down to um, Greedy Williams, and, and, and a lot of people think between Greedy Williams and, and Matt Wilson – who has the most, in your opinion, to gain or to lose in the preseason uh, on this roster? Well, I, I think a couple of guys that actually have something or a lot to gain would be, as you mentioned, Greedy Williams has a lot to gain by going out there and proving uh, that he has come back strong from this shoulder injury and that he can handle a lot of, of work at that cornerback position, possibly even the starting job, although I do think that uh, Greg Newsom has the edge uh, in that regard right now. But I think Greedy has an opportunity to go out and show that he deserves to be out there in, you know, in the rotation and play a lot. So he's one. Uh, then another one is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. He looked really good in the spring. He came up the learning curve very quickly. I watched him. I watched how he took coaching. I, I watched how he would make a mistake and then come back and correct it. The next time I saw his athleticism. Uh, but he, he still has a little bit of a long ways to go right now because he did miss 10 days. And those 10 days included five full training camp practices of 
installation, of seeing things, and that might be the biggest thing with him right now. He's got to know what he's seeing to be able to play fast and know where to be on, on the field. So uh, he's somebody that I think has, has a whole lot to prove, but he's a very confident young man, and, and he, is, he says – Heading into tonight, he's got very, very high expectations for himself, and I'm very anxious to see what he can do. When I'm looking at this uh, from from this perspective, uh, and I'm trying to look at it, you know, for p- positions to be had, one of the most intriguing positions on the field that that I I'll see is the defensive tackle room. Uh, you know, be, besides Billings uh, and besides Malik Jackson, are uh, you know. Um, Two-part question, are those guys the the front runners to, to really just have the nose tackle position and the three-technique locked down as far as uh, those two guys in the starters? Um, and, and then behind them, where is the, the McDowell's and the Wilson's and the Togi eyes? And where, where are those guys in the mix? And who do you think is, is in that second tier of guys that could possibly get a lot of preseason um, playing time and move them up in that depth chart? Well, first of all, I would have to say that right now I think that Andrew Billings and Malik Jackson definitely have the inside track to be the two starters at defensive tackle on opening day. That's who is always in there right now. And those guys have the experience. And when you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, experience is going to be extremely important in that September 12th game. So those guys, I believe, will be in there. But when you go to the next tier, you're looking at you've got guys like Jordan Elliott, and you've got Tommy Togiai. I would say that those are the, the next two guys that you would be looking at in there. And as far as Malik McDowell is concerned, such an intriguing physical specimen. He is a big man. He is a really large guy. I mean, he just stands out. Uh, you know, when you go out there and you're watching practice, you notice 58 because he's so big. Uh, but he's learning. I mean, he looked a little bit raw. He's shaking off the rust. He's shaking off years of rust, actually. And now um, he's been dealing with uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. So that's been a setback for him. He was out in the spring with it as well. And when you're in that situation, and, and we heard Jeff Howard, the DB coach, talk about this this week, they value practice. Now, it's not their fault that they're pulling their hamstrings, I don't think, um, but. They need to see the tape. They need to see what you're putting out there on tape. And they just haven't seen enough of Malik McDowell yet, I don't think, for, for him to be up there, you know, like in that second tier of tackles. And one of the things, and we talk about it a little bit, um, you know, it, when you're dealing with fast guys, um, and, and Anthony Schwartz is, is super fast, um, one of the things that happens is you deal with hamstrings, right? It, it's always, you know, that hamstrings are, uh, are are what makes guys elite when it comes to their speed and anatomy of what makes guys, uh, you know, re- very good vertical threats. So he hasn't been out there um, and he hasn't been a, a guy that I don't think is going to play all too much. Um, who knows if he plays at all? But a guy that that I, I've been reading about and, and very interested in mentioned his name a few day, a few times already today is Demetrius Felton. And, and 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 am I correct in saying they are switching him between running back and receiver every other day? Yeah, pretty much. It it, it doesn't always have to go exactly like that in terms of alternating days. Um, and he finds out the night before what he's going to be the next day, which I think was, you know, that was kind of a cool little anecdote by him this week. But here, here's the reason why this is happening the way that it is. 
he was supposed to be more so with the running backs. But when Anthony Schwartz went down with the hamstring and hasn't really been able to get back in there on a consistent basis, they started working Demetrius Felton over there at receiver uh, right away in, you know, in, in rookie camp or the first OTA. And so that has kind of continued on as Anthony hasn't really been able to be out there. And then, of course, as we mentioned before, there are other receivers with uh, similar issues, including Rashard Higgins, Odell Beckham Jr., not being 100% this camp. So it's given rise to Demetrius Felton playing this dual role, and he's done a really nice job with it. Whenever I see him in there, I, I keep thinking to myself, the moment is not too big for him. And he just looks like he belongs. And it's, it's kind of cool to watch because I, I think they have found themselves another really good weapon late in the draft like they did with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm, mm. Uh, you, you know, one guy who we, we all thought could be a, a dominant weapon, um, they got him a little early, David Njoku. Uh, I've been kind of impressed um, with, you know, I started off watching those, um, those, those off-season things with Jarvis Landry. I was excited to see David Njoku being part of those things down there with Baker Mayfield and, and, and catching routes with the receivers. Austin Hooper was there as well. But for me, am I crazy to think that David Njoku might have an expanded role this year? He might have he might have what we would call a breakout year. And and after some of the the, the uh, contract talks and not wanting to be here and being here, I think he is he poised to have a decent season this year. Well. I think he is. I think he's entirely capable of having a really good season. In fact, I've watched him develop enough over the past couple of years and, and improve his hands that I, I think that given the right amount of opportunities, that he's capable of catching eight, at least eight touchdown mm. passes a season. Now, do I think that he's going to get that many opportunities here? It's going to be tough. There are just not enough footballs to go around for all the talent on this team. What we do know is that they're trying to grow the role of Austin Hooper because they have actually stated that, and they told him that in the offseason, that, you know what, we didn't use you enough in the passing game last year, although he did have 70 targets. Um, but they, they felt like, you know, they did not get enough production uh, out of him as a receiver. They used him to block a lot, and he did that very well and selflessly. But he actually is slated for a larger role. So I don't know, you know, you can't have a bigger role for everybody. I mean, you just can't. I mean, they've got so many good receivers on this team. I keep thinking they're going to play three wides more. Uh, so I don't know how it's going to, going to all play out yet. And I don't even know if they know how it's going to play out yet because they have to figure out who is displaying good chemistry, who's got the hot hand. And sometimes you don't know those things until you start to get into the season and put it out on the grass. And, you know, really quickly here too, um, you look at the guys who, who will be playing and guys that, that, that may not play. Um, when you look at on, on the offensive side of the football, the, the main guy, Baker Mayfield, um, you know, he's a guy who, who likes to be out there. He wants to he wants to work. How much do you think you'll see him in the next two games? Gosh, it's a really good question. They will not tell us that yet. Uh, I, I have a feeling that maybe uh, they'll play the starters a couple of series here and there. Um Remember, you know, in the past when there were four preseason games, none of the starters ever played in the fourth one. So yeah. does that mean that none of them will play in the third one? I mean, it's kind of my guess that maybe they won't. Um, but perhaps they'll, they'll throw them out there for the second one, you know, for at least a couple of series and let them, you know, just try to get the timing down and get the pads on and, you know, get a little bit of contact and, and just see how it looks against live competition. 
Uh, I could see that happening, but I don't think you're going to see like a, a three-quarter dress rehearsal game. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. And, and, you know, one of the things is, and I'll ask you this really quickly before we get out of here. Um, Urban Meyer is, is definitely one of the guys. He's he's maniacal when it comes to competing. I mean, he has these guys. It, he almost brings like a college atmosphere to the profession professional ranks. How much do you think you will see Trevor Lawrence and some of these guys out there? And do you think Tim Tebow uh, scores a touchdown today? Oh, you know what? That, that would be that would be exciting for Jacksonville fans. It, it really would. So, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, and I, I don't know if he's going to throw these guys out there. I mean, he's learning on the job. Urban Meyer is, is having to learn how you coach in the pros. And I think he'll learn pretty quickly that there are certain things that you, you can't do and there are certain things that you just can't get away with. I don't know how much value there would be for Trevor Lawrence in, in playing a whole lot of time against backup defenders. So, yeah, I don't know how, how Urban is really planning on approaching it. He probably wants to get uh, Trevor's feet wet and, again, have him you know, just get a feel for the speed of the game. But, you know, if you're not going to be face, you know, facing the rush of a Miles Garrett and a Jadavian Clowney, you're not going to get that anyways. Mary Kay, thank you so much. We'll look forward to seeing what your thoughts are after the game, and we appreciate you coming on the barbershop. Thanks for having me. All right. Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.